and welcome to a calorically dense episode of <laughs> We Only Look Thin. I am Catherine Weigel, and I have lost 150 pounds. Whoa. And with me today is my... Husband. Husband. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say another word after. <laughs> I did. You know what? It's surprising. But, yeah. Uh, Donald Weigel is with me. Donald, Husband, why are you here? partner... Uh, loser. Fellow, fellow loser. 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 It's all on how you say it. Your family said, told you I was a loser, and now they, they turned right. out to be right. I've I... lost a little over 100 pounds. Congratulations. Thank you. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. So, uh, so hi and welcome. And, hi. Uh, last week, or last episode, uh, we talked to you about the mentalist game yeah. of. Uh, yeah, we this lost. is the second of a three-part series that we're doing about getting started. We we get asked all the time, like, what do I do? You know, I don't know what to do. I'm lost. I, I don't know how to get going. We have people who have been listening to this for 60-plus episodes who still yes. don't know where to start. Yes, this is episode 67. And, uh, and some people don't know where to start. So whether or not this is your first rodeo or your 29th rodeo, we are here to uh, to talk a little bit about how we have gone about losing this monumental amount of weight. <laughs> <laughs> monumental, monumental, everyone. Yeah, we, uh, you know, we encourage you to binge listen to all of our episodes. Listen to them twice, three times even. Um, but if you don't have time for that, um, I these are episodes are designed, three episodes are designed to kind of um, skim the surface, so to speak, and point you in the right direction. This is These are sort of compass episodes to get you going um, on your weight loss journey, adventure. I prefer adventure. Some people prefer journey. I prefer journey. So we'll say journey venture. What do you prefer? We'd like to hear We'd about like it. We'd like to hear about it. <laughs> so um, before we get started, and this is for our longtime listeners, um, I feel like we get uh, comments all the time. We have amazing comments. Uh, posts on itunes about how inspiring we are uh we've got we've got like we're you know, so inspiring you're inspiring you're funny but as many funny and inspiring uh comments that we get we also get like donald and Catherine. you guys have the best relationship donald and Catherine, you've inspired me to leave my spouse <laughs> because they're obviously not as awesome as your guys's relationship yeah your I'm guy, just quoting, your guys's yeah i'm just quoting the internet yeah um and I, I just, for as much as we reveal about our nature in losing weight and how much of a struggle this is for us, like, I hope that you know that we struggle in our relationship, too. And I know in the podcast we come across <laughs> as having a fantastic relationship. But wow, this is I, news to me. I feel like there there is a secret shame that our marriage has, has harbored for, like, Tw- how many years? 21 years? I feel almost. like I'm being ambushed right now. Okay. <laughs> I did not know this was happening. Just, I just want people to know that for as awesome as we seem on camera, because we're on camera on right camera now. On camera right now, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Our, our blog is going great. <laughs> right, right. Um, some people think we have a blog and we just say yes. <laughs> so I know you think we have a great marriage, but for 20 plus years, I have lived in conditions that i have had to fight for myself donald you might not you might not know this and i know we don't really talk about it but i have not had a coffee maker (laughs) in like eight years at least at least at least eight years so donald has been on team 
tea drinker. Yeah. For as long as I have known him. No, I've never liked coffee my whole life. So I, much I like, so. I don't like coffee-flavored stuff, the, like coffee-flavored ice cream, like chocolate-covered there, espresso beans. There was a point at which our marriage was so fragile right. that like, I got rid of my coffee maker because I he, hated the smell of he it. He was so repulsed. Right. Like, repulsed. Right. By the scent of it. I really did not know this conversation was going to happen on microphone, by the way, truly. I, d- I just feel like people need to know what conditions I've been living under. You want people to think I'm a monster. I just want them to know all of you, yeah. as I know all of you, and right. I have looked beyond are we, it. Are we doing this? Are we going to reveal all of each other? <laughs> this is enough. I just want to start. We're just going to do this We're today. just going to okay. start out. We don't all have right. time for that. we got lots of information to share. Right. But I just want you all to know how, uh, I feel like I'm making this about me. Donald uh, has ha- kept me under conditions that are very strict for many years. And very, very recently, Donald has been working nights. And he was very tired. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm telling my tired. version of the story. And Donald, uh, why don't you tell people what you did? You you, you were very tired, and you needed did something. We not, did we not tell this already on the podcast? I don't. I know. can't just, remember. Just talk about it. All right. It was late at night. Um, you know, one or one in the morning or something like that. I was still at work, and I didn't want. Uh, I wanted. I needed caffeine. I I wanted caffeine. I needed caffeine. I was struggling to stay awake, and. More than um, constant comment could give him. Right. And I didn't want, I had already had like two cups of tea and I didn't, I, I like, I thought about having a soda. I like, I, I wanted a Mountain Dew, but I was like, no, I don't want all that sugar. I don't want all those calories, especially not at one in the morning. So what to do? So our craft service guy has this um, espresso maker. It's like these little pods that you put in this espresso maker on set. And I was like, well, okay, espresso is small. And so I could like drink one, I choke could just, it down. I could shoot one, you know, like shoot one. I could do like do it as a shot, you know. I could wait for it to cool, and I could do it as a shot and get it down and choke it down quickly. So but then something happened. I made you, one, and you, I I what? Do you remember when the Grinch's heart grew forty <laughs> sizes? I do I for do. Whoville. Yeah. So yeah. imagine that it was His, two sizes too small, and it grew three sizes. So uh, so Donald, you took you took a little sippo. Of yeah. that espresso. And I I really enjoyed it. I was like, wait a minute. This is actually good. Okay. This is the part where we're going to get our people to do the record scratch sound. Yeah. Donald is suddenly a zealot yeah. about coffee. Yeah. It's been three or four weeks since that first espresso. And now suddenly I'm like coffee guy. He is coffee <laughs> so guy. So she's known me for over 20 years as the guy who doesn't like coffee. Disdain. And now suddenly. Disdain. Like so much so that I just bought a Nespresso machine. <laughs> and that is not our product of the week. We're going to skip the product of the week. But I just want to tell you that anything is possible. Yeah. If weight loss is possible at our age. I am going to be 50 later this year and I have suddenly become a coffee drinker. He is a coffee snob. Like Whoa, s- snob. You are a coffee snob now. And so to to tie this all back, um, one, we have very mostly superficial problems in our relationship. 
we have just crossed this giant barrier. I feel like it's brought us closer. I'm very skeptical, though, that he's like this new interloper. He's a sojourner yeah. in the world of coffee. And I've been here for decades yeah. alone. I'm like a recent convert to the to the cult. Alone. And now I'm like. He, he, it's his first day at college. He got all the gear. Yeah. He got, he's, he's yeah, all Yeah, my first in. day at school, I have the sweatshirt. I have the banner. I have got the, the hat. tattoo. He's got, got it the like, tat- he had yeah. the side of his head shaved in yeah, with the logo of, of the school. Um, so. I just want to yeah, let you I know. Yeah, I got my like no coffee, no worky mug. He's all in. Um, and he takes it black too, like his soul. So yeah, yeah, I no, think uh, we've digressed far enough. Uh, if you've lasted this long, thank you so much. But I have so lasted- So the whole point of this, I believe, other than to make me look like a monster, is that anything is possible at any age. If if we can lose 150 pounds for me, 100 pounds for Donald, yeah. if I can manage a relationship for 20 plus years, divided like the wall yeah, between- with- the Berlins with somebody who didn't drink coffee that whole time we have time. torn down the wall yeah and uh so we've made it happen and now our marriage is perfect yeah that was the only thing that was wrong that was so it so now you know the whole story now you can say must be us. nice <laughs> must be nice it is nice I came home the other day and it smelled like coffee in here and I was like is that what it smells like when you smell coffee <laughs> in a place so yeah. now you know about us now that's all we have time for in this episode. <laughs> yeah, so next week, uh, find us on Twitter at We Only Look. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about the actual thing we're going to talk about. Yeah, so if you're getting started and remembering that anything is possible, um, we're going to talk about Like food. staying on topic. <laughs> we're going to get down to brass tacks. We're into brass tacks now. Uh, we're going to talk about food and getting started and how to eat. Um, and I, I wanted to start out by saying um, I truly believe that there is no one single plan. There's no magic bullet. There's no one size fits all plan that is going to work for everyone. Um, we're going to talk about what has worked for us and uh, and the tips and tricks that have gotten us down a hundred plus pounds. And uh, we've now each maintained it for over a year. Um, our weight loss. Um, and but we know that other people out there, you're gonna listen to some of these things and we're gonna you're you're gonna know that it's not for you. Um, but I would like you to keep an open mind and maybe consider that you might be wrong about some of these things. And something sounds crazy, maybe just give it a try. Yeah. Um, see how it goes. Well, and I think too. We, you know, if if you are listening to this, you have probably been on a diet before. You have you have probably uh, gone on extreme diets, and we have done all of those things for many many years. Oh yeah, and um, you know, but there might be a, a rarefied group of people who maybe have just put on weight recently, and and who never really had to worry about their metabolism must be nice um <laughs> but like donald recently at work uh came across a gentleman who was like well, what do i do like yeah, i've never two, two different people came up to me and and essentially said i don't know how to get started and um you know i mentioned counting calories and neither of them had ever done that they had no idea how much food they were eating in a day and um that is where i started yeah so so we're going to kind of talk about um the, the process that we went through, maybe augmented a little bit. I think Donald and I actually went into our weight loss 
in uh, in different ways. Uh, when I started, I could not fit into my clothing. And I had sort of an urgency to immediately start losing weight because I didn't have clothes that fit me. Yeah, and I had gotten a diabetes diagnosis, and I had an urgency that I didn't want to go blind or have a <laughs> leg cut off. I couldn't of fit into jeans. I couldn't have a leg, <laughs> which is more important. Yeah, but my, my doctor looked me in the eye and said, if you don't do something, this is what's going to happen to you. Fun times. Yeah. Um. But so... When I started, uh, and, and you can go back to our early episodes to, to get the full scoop on me, but when I started, I had done calorie counting before. Um, I had also done Weight Watchers for many years, so I was used to tracking the food that I was eating. Yeah. And so that's something, too, that Donald has done, too, where it, right. wasn't, it wasn't like, Yeah, I started and stopped Weight Watchers many times, and one of the best things about Weight Watchers um, is, was that it teaches you, taught me to write everything down and to weigh and measure things. Well, and I think there are maybe... Uh, three kinds of people there are uh, there are freakos who just eat a mindful amount of food and don't really think about it this is not the episode for you no um no i'm not i can't relate to those people well and two if you're starting out at least for me i was never just at a certain weight i was going up the scale or going down the scale and so there are people who are gaining weight which is which was my preferred method of weight gain. Yeah, uh, was consistently gaining. <laughs> or my preferred method of gaining weight was to gain weight consistently. No, but your weight can do three things. It can go up slowly or quickly over time. Yeah. It can you can maintain your weight, which is a thing that that some people do. Right. Or you can lose weight. And depending on what stage you're in and what you're ready for, Instead of thinking about losing weight, you can just try to maintain your weight or figure out where you're going. Yeah. And for me, I was at a point where I was just steadily gaining weight. And so you can stop the bleeding by just stopping the gaining. Uh, by, so maintaining by not gaining. Uh, or you can <laughs> lose weight. And so f for me, because I wanted to fit back into my clothes, I needed to start losing weight. Uh, Donald didn't know where he was. He didn't know how many calories yeah, and he I, was getting. I knew that I needed to lose weight. And, you know, I had been walking around with this mindset of, you know, I'm not eating any more than most people are. I don't see anybody else eating any more than me. And yet I'm the one who's, you know, got the diabetes diagnosis. Like, woe is me. I'm that special snowflake who has the world's worst metabolism. And um, I didn't really know... I wasn't tracking. I wasn't figuring out how much more I was eating than somebody else. And, you know, when I first got the diagnosis and realized that I needed to lose weight, my first thought was that I was going to have to get a personal trainer, that I was going to have to go to a gym six days a week, that I was going to immediately have to cut down to 1,200 calories a day. And I was miserable. Well, and that was the kind of thing that we did in the past, yeah. was these extreme measures. Yeah. And the more boring your weight loss can be, the less of a montage it can be, like, the better it is. And I know that sounds really boring, but that's – boring is good. And yeah. And just to be – just to be frank, like – it is going to be work. It is definitely work. It is not going to be fun. It's not easy. But making it as painless as possible and making your diet 
um, and I use that in air quotes, making it your diet not a diet, but a lifestyle change, a way of eating for the rest of your life is, in my opinion, the best way to do this forever. Like doing diets that cut out entire categories of foods and doing diets that are designed for you to lose the weight super fast, I think in the long run almost can't work. Um, and there, there are probably people out there that it works for, but in the majority of people, like depriving yourself so strongly eventually leads to, you know, that sort of uh, rebellion where you're just, you just fed up and you have to just eat and eat and eat, at least for me as a, somebody with a binge eating disorder and with an emotional eating disorder, I know for me doing those things is not a long-term sustainable uh, option. Well, and to think, um, to, to make an analogy, because that's what we like to do on this podcast. Yes. Is if food is a budget, food is a, you know, weekly, monthly, daily budget. And we, we uh, in the past, or we, you know, people who put everything on credit cards. Right. Just, ah, just put it on credit, put it on credit. Yeah, we'll figure it out down the road. And you pay the price with interest for things that you put on credit. And I spent very many years uh, eating on credit. I would uh, just eat a big breakfast, a big lunch, a big dinner, and then be shocked that I was up on the scale. And we are asking you to look at your food intake as a budget that you put for yourself. If you are spending out of control, if you are not, if, if you can't afford to pay your bills, you sit down with a spreadsheet and you figure out how much you're spending. Yeah. You figure out how much your rent is, how much your uh, insurance is, your, your car payments, and then you figure out what's left. And that is basically what we do with calories. Yeah. And so in order to get started, you know, rather than – Catherine said this magical thing to me. There is no finish line. Um, and jumping right into this 1,200-calorie-a-day diet with, you know, six days a week exercise – um, was so overwhelming to me. You know, she was like, why don't you just take a walk? And so in in the spirit of that, um, what I did was I spent a week. In my case, it was a week. You could take two weeks, um, you know, whatever is comfortable for you. You could take two days. Yeah, two days. Just figuring out what I was eating, not putting any judgment on it, not changing anything, just getting in the habit of tracking what I was eating. Um, and so I realized that I was eating over 4,000 calories a day, which was a shock to me. I didn't think I was eating more than the average person was. And, you know, as somebody who has dieted before and has tracked my food before, I've, I had only ever done it when I was really trying to reduce my calories. I hadn't really ever seen what I was doing when I just ate whatever I wanted. Well, and too, in tying into that, people think they need to go into high deficit mode immediately. And yeah. if you're 250 pounds like I was when I started this, going down to a thousand calorie diet, which is something that a trainer had put me on before yeah. was suddenly like told like, okay, eat 10 almonds and have one protein shake and cry a lot. And that will burn yeah. extra calories. And in, in this last time journey that I did, I started eating as many calories as I could while still staying under budget. Yeah. And for us, it is 
calories in versus how many calories you burn. And there's lots of, uh, of you know, differing opinions on the quality of calories, uh, macros, and, you know, very complicated metrics. And you can spend years researching the perfect plan and the perfect way to go about doing things and people who clean out their cupboards and live these artificial lives that aren't their real, authentic, true life selves. Um, And we decided this time to just be ourselves, eat the food that we normally eat, not some crazy – like I haven't made a recipe in five years. Yeah. I wasn't 300 pounds because of a recipe that I was missing. Um, It was the volume of food that I was eating. And so for me, and we've talked about this before, I started out, I had a Fitbit and I had a Fitbit app that tracked calories. I, there's a, uh, like a calorie wizard on, on my Fitbit that says, do you want to gain weight, lose weight or maintain your weight? I am the calorie wizard. (laughs) (laughs) I will magically make your weight go away. But, but going back to what I said, you can maintain your weight you can gain weight or you can lose weight. And I was on a trajectory of gaining and I needed to stop doing the gaining of the weight. <laughs> so yes. I went, I decided to go with a calorie deficit. And at 250 pounds, my calorie deficit to lose a pound a week was a 500 calorie deficit. I was still getting like 2,000 calories a day to lose weight, yeah. which is not what super extreme diet groups tell you to do they tell you 1100 calories a day 1200 calories no, and a day. that's not the same as eating whatever you want but it is certainly not a starvation diet either no and it's like it's like uh, heating a big house i was a much bigger house back then and could could you know eat a lot more calories and still lose weight yeah and i i can't quote the science off the top of my head right now but i am a firm believer after all these years of doing this that Trying to eat as many calories as I can while still losing weight is really the way to go. Um, I I really believe, at least for me, when I go on, you know, when I've done in the past and gone down to 1,200, 1,400 calories in a day, that my body starts holding on to everything, and I find it even harder to lose. And I feel like maintaining sort of an upper level of a deficit keeps my my body into a phase of trying to to lose the weight. Now, again, I may be I, I don't have the science to to back me up that that's really the case, but that's the way it has worked well for me. Go to Bill Nye if you want the science on this, but yeah. we're just telling you what worked for us in our 40s when it is unlikely, uh, you know, people think that it's unlikely to lose weight. So, um, but for me, and and if you're just starting out, one pound of weight loss is represented by 3,500 calories. In a week, that's about a 500 calorie deficit per day based on what you're burning. That is math. It is math. Um, And losing slowly meant that I could eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner have uh, a pint of Ben and Jerry's or, you know, have have a half a half a pint of Ben and Jerry's every night and budget it into my day because it was important for me, just like uh, cable is important for us because Game of Thrones is coming out. So, yes, that's yes, in the indeed it is. Um, 
so losing it slowly means that there's less pain and less restriction. Yeah, and I did it a little differently than Catherine. I decided that, you know, I was up over 4,000 calories. I decided to sort of gently step my calories back, and I went down to, I believe it was 3,500 to start. And uh, it might have been 33, but anyway, uh, the point is I still was eating a pretty healthy amount of food. And I I did that for a week or two, and I actually lost a little bit doing that. And then I stepped it back to 3,000, and then 2,800, and then 25. But this was over a period of months I did this. And my plan essentially was to any time that the scale didn't move for three straight weeks, I dropped my calories a little bit more. And um, there were periods where it definitely did that. And eventually, I ended up down at 2,000 calories a day. And that's essentially where I've stayed this whole time. And um, it's really a workable amount of food for me. So if you are a person who is just starting out on the calorie side and you haven't done this before, um, don't get overwhelmed by macros or, you know, it's too much work to track calories. Uh, you know, I I have heard people before say, like, don't you feel like you're in a prison tracking calories? Like, don't you want your, you know, free and wildlife to continue? Being free with calories and just eating whatever I wanted got me to 300 pounds. Yeah. That's where not tracking got me. Um, that's where not, you know, putting everything on credit got me. I now am free to make choices based on my calories. I can spend them however I want in a day. And, you know, I go over sometimes, and it's not the end of the world. Before, I would quit when I felt like I wasn't complying with Weight Watchers or with calorie tracking. But eating more and losing more slowly doesn't make me want to cry all the time. Yeah, and I I eat at least one treat and usually a couple every single day. And I plan it into my calories and I I make sure that it's at a particular time of day that works for me. Um, but I eat foods that I really, truly enjoy um, at least once every day. Now, for the first year I did this when I was trying to get my diabetes under control, I, I did end up cutting out sugar and flour and all those things. But I did that for the first year and then I slowly worked those things back in. And I was also kind of afraid of um, of eating sugar for a while um, and had to really work myself into it. And that's going to be something that you have to, you know, a choice that you have to make for yourself. Well, and two, going back to sort of the, the idea of tracking, when I started tracking day one, I was angry. I was resentful. Nothing in life was fair. Why should I have to do this? It's yeah. going to be too hard. And I was resentful of all of it. Yeah. And guess what? Too freaking bad. Yeah. Like, too bad. Call the wambulance. Yeah. There's like, no there's no fair police that are going to be like, oh, you know, it's not fair that you should have to track all of that. I will wave my magic wand, the wizard of calories, and make it so you don't have to count anything. Yeah, like, you know a dude who can eat a whole bag of chips every day and he doesn't gain any weight? Boo-hoo. Like, yeah. that is not your problem. That is not your situation. No. Um, for me, not tracking had a very high price to pay. And for me, the first week of tracking when I did this, um, there are apps you can track on paper, you can track on... Uh, 
there are many different calculators. Uh, we actually did an episode called The Wizard of Ounce. <laughs> yes, OZ. Wizard of OZ, which uh, is short ep- for ounces because ep- we're very clever. Episode 42 where we can go, you can take a deep dive into how to measure and track your food. Um, and there are many different calculators. Um, I love the Fitbit app. It gives me real-time live based on my activity level and yeah. how many calories I can eat. And, uh, and there's also my fitness pal, which, which I don't use, but some people like. Well, and and just as an example, using my Fitbit app, I was able to eat 1,800 to 2,000 calories a day and lose. My fitness pal, I just signed up for it yesterday to see, based on my weight, what I could eat. Yeah. It was telling me to eat 1,400 calories a day. And yeah, that, that's too little. No freaking way. Like, I want more food. So, so, uh, so I prefer the Fitbit app. So check out episode 42 if you want a deep dive, but um, into you know, weighing and measuring and tracking. But um, the essential tools for that are get a food scale. Um, I will put some links to some food scales that we like in the show notes. Uh, Get some measuring cups if you don't already have them and some measuring spoons. And an important component of it is don't eyeball things. I used to eyeball mayonnaise and realized that I was eating about triple to quadruple what I thought I was. Um, so stop eyeballing things is an important uh, component of this. Yeah. And be okay with the first week of tracking being a pain. It's yeah. feeling like a terrible, terrible uh, burden and that is just your 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 id brain rejecting the idea of having uh, rules put in place. And I just knew that I had to get through the first week, and then it would get easier. And yeah. guess what? It did. And guess yeah. what? I'm down 100 pounds. It's just the natural part of my day now. It's just a habit that is in place that I do all the time every day. Well, and I too, now that I am at goal... I am doing everything the same now that I did day one. Oh yeah, that I, I when I was losing weight, like I didn't suddenly get to a point where it didn't matter anymore. It's not like my metabolism is amazing now, and I can eat that bag of chips just like uh, Jimmy in the office. Um, I still track every day, and that is a small price to pay for my weight loss and my continued weight loss. I um, have been maintaining for almost two years now. um, But getting through that first week of measuring and tracking and you find out that you actually probably eat the same foods all the time, all the time. Yeah, at least I do. And once you start tracking them, the online trackers keep a database of all of your most frequently eaten foods and your favorite foods. So once you kind of get it down, like you probably have the same two breakfasts every day. Uh, I, <laughs> I used mean, to eat two breakfasts every day. Maybe you're far more interesting and less boring than, than we are. But we're but, creatures of habit. It's not yeah. like we're making frittatas one day. And, and and Fitbit had like keeps track of your most frequent foods. Like the app has most of the things that I eat all the time right on the front page of the app so that I don't even have to look for them. Yeah. So once you start tracking an average week, an average two weeks, once you're in it, it takes me just a couple of minutes a day to track my food. It's not a big deal. Yeah. And the more you reject it and the more you feel like a victim to it, the harder it's going to be. And it is it is just like putting on a seatbelt or brushing your teeth. Like it is just something that you do and it helps you uh, stay alive and have minty fresh breath. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm mixing my metaphors. And the point at the beginning is not to aim for perfection. Like I, you know, goodness knows I am not perfect. I, you know, 
But the point is to aim for consistency, to set a benchmark, and to get close to it all the time. Like, I don't, I don't literally hit 2,000 calories exactly. Some days it's 1,957. Sometimes it's, you know, 2,084. Like, it's a benchmark that I aim for every day. But the point is to develop it as a habit, to be consistent, and, and try and hit your benchmark every day, or at least get close to it. Well, and to... Uh- Going back to the Wizard of Ounce episode, if you if you listen to that, we give a lot of examples of how to estimate your food. If you go out to lunch and you don't know how many calories you're getting, you can go into the tracker and just estimate like, okay, I just had vegetable lasagna. There's a generic vegetable lasagna. Put that in there. If you get too obsessed with perfection, you're going to get discouraged. But it's putting that benchmark in there, putting in that that bookmark of like, okay, well, I had vegetable lasagna today. I'm estimating 600 calories and you move on. It's not about like, well, how do I know if it was a wheat noodle or a, yeah. you know, rice yeah. noodle or whatever? Especially like, when you're out at restaurants. Yeah, don't worry about it. But you eat most of the same foods all of the time. Once you actually start looking at the amount of calories in an item, you might also make different choices. If you have uh, 200 calories budgeted and you see that a single cookie is 200 calories, or you can have a breakfast burrito for 200 calories, you might go, you know what, that's more bang for my buck. Uh, And go with the the more calorically uh, satisfying option because spending spending on a budget, spending wisely. Yeah. Yeah, if you think of it with the, you know, continuing the money analogy. Yeah, and we have an episode pump up the volume ready pump Pump up up the the volume volume. Uh, episode 18 if you go back and listen to that we talk about uh, getting more food bang for your buck adding high volume vegetables low calorie uh, vegetables to to make it more satisfying yeah things like you know trader joe's makes this you know you know guilt reduced mac and cheese that is lower calorie and i like adding cauliflower to that which cauliflower is virtually calorie free and it really mixes in well with the cheese and it becomes a lot of food yeah and also making it easy to make good choices at home um i you know we we uh, are a a family of three in our house we eat very different foods our daughter uh, can moderate her junk food must be nice. We actually have an episode. Uh, yeah, it's very, it's very odd. She'll like, like, she just, she won't finish. You know, she'll have an ice cream or something, and she'll just eat what she wants of it and leave the rest. I don't know what is wrong with yeah. her. We haven't found the right. Uh, no, that is not us. No, that is not us. So anyway, keeping your home as a safe space. Uh, making sure that you're not keeping foods in the house that you simply can't control yourself around. Um, I've talked about my situation with hummus many times on this podcast but yeah, i and, and don't bring the devil home with you which was another weight watchers thing that we gathered yeah um i the devil in this case is hummus yes um so i was literally eating about a thousand calories of hummus every night before dinner um and that was you know and in terms of me starting this last time journey that was a huge like i know for a fact once i actually looked at the tub of hummus and saw how many calories were in it it's healthy it's nutritious yeah um and like for me i could have giant tubs of hummus in the house and i don't really care yeah like i like it but i don't it's not like a trigger food for me so i in the last 3 years have maybe had hummus twice 
like in public in a yeah. public place being watched by other people because I cannot moderate myself around that yet. Um, so making sure that you're not bringing giant trigger foods home with you. Yeah, and again, I abstained from from sugar basically for a year because I, you know, a was trying to control diabetes and b thought that I could not control myself. And I eventually like gently brought those things back in. And now I, you know, I have like mini Snickers bars and things in the house that I eat as a treat. And because they're single serving, I'm able to control myself. Um, we have an episode of this show. It's episode number five, Abstaining versus Moderating, Battle of the Century, in which we go into deep dive about you have to decide for yourself whether or not you can um, have some of these things in your diet or whether you have to completely uh, cut them out because they lead to you binging and lead to you going off of your plan. Well, and two, we don't, uh, we don't agree with the idea of cleaning out your entire closet or your entire refrigerator and eating a bank of foods that aren't typically in your diet. Um, you know, we don't, this isn't a meal plan. This isn't a, this is, you know, these are the five things that you should eat. But um, we do have episode number nine, the convenience of convenience, where we talk about making it easy for yourself to make healthful choices. Yeah. If you keep uh, your apples in the bottom of the crisper, uh, in, in the back behind a bag of okra, you're probably not going to just grab an apple uh, to enjoy. But having them washed and ready on the counter might be a way for you to better enjoy them. So the convenience of convenience um, really has made a difference in what I'm doing. Yeah, and keep your, you know, likewise, keep your um, your treats, make them harder to get to. Like, keep them in a container. Like I mentioned- And by just, container, I mean a padlocked uh, room, <laughs> which I do not have the access key like, to. Like, I keep my mini Snickers bars in the bottom drawer in the refrigerator inside a container with a screw top lid on it so that it's not, you know, I'm not constantly just seeing them and right. wanting to, you know, pop one in it, my mouth. It's not the candy- uh, bowl at work, right? Um, but uh, but Donald, I know you've got some uh, some suggestions and tips and tricks. We've been talking a long time, but now we're going to give you some some actual tips of how to get uh, get yourself going. Well, yeah, one of the things that I have found um, for me is uh, eat a lot of protein. Um, and I'm not saying don't eat carbs, but but protein. F- you know, for me, fills me up. It makes me feel fuller. Um, it's usually more bang for my calorie buck, and it makes me feel longer. Well, and full longer makes me feel longer. Makes me feel full longer. Um, and for me, and again, it's not like a counting macros thing, but it's about being a student of yourself and seeing what is actually satisfying to you. Like Donald said, if I have a piece of toast. I want five pieces of toast. Right. If I have a tablespoon of hummus, I want 10 tablespoons of hummus. However, if I have a hard-boiled egg or some ham and cheese without bread, I am satisfied, and it does not trigger additional hunger. There are foods that just I know I can keep them in my plan, but not first thing in the morning. I save my heavier carbs, whether I have pasta or rice or potatoes, until the very end of the day. Because if I start with oatmeal, like I had, like people are like, oh, overnight oatmeal. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I'm talking like that. Uh, <laughs> um, I love that voice. Um, but having oatmeal in the morning, I tried it a few weeks ago. I was like, people have oatmeal. It's healthful. I 
ate terribly the rest of the day because I was starving 15 minutes afterward. So really being aware of how food makes you feel after you eat it, whether you feel super snacky or super satisfied, that all matters. And that leads me back to pump up the volume. volume. I don't know if, uh, if we mentioned it earlier, but episode 18 of this show was called Pump Up the Volume. And it was basically about um, eating more of those lower calorie foods to fill you up, which I know sounds like it's obvious, but um, really thinking about like, you know, I'm going to fill myself up with with broccoli, cauliflower, with fruit. um, And then being able to save some calories later because you've been satisfied longer, um, save some calories for later for those treats that you want. Um, and I also have, for me, I don't think Catherine pays attention to this, but I have come up with a rule for myself where I judge whether a food is, um, whether I'm getting bang for my buck, so to speak. And I look at the label, and if it's about one calorie per gram of weight, then I know <laughs> Catherine's giving me a look right now. I'm I'm of the people, and I'm I'm getting the like, oh no, he's he's getting very specific. But this if, is in the Wizard of Ounce episode. You know, like there are these frozen burritos. Um, uh, Amy's makes uh, one that are roughly, you know, it's 200 grams for the burrito, and it's roughly 200 calories for it. And I know that that is good bang for my buck. And I know that vegetables are even better bang for my buck than that. And most fruits, like I can eat 150 grams of strawberries for about 70 calories. And I know that is a a good bang for my buck. Well, and I think for me, it is about making conscious choices each day about how I'm going to indulge. Not every single meal has to be a party. Like I would... Uh, get uh, a bagel or or croissants, plural, in the morning, and then go out for a big lunch with my coworkers, and then get takeout for dinner, and wonder why I was 300 pounds. Making a choice each day about how you are going to indulge is really big. Like uh, uh, Donald had uh, an experience recently. I'll change the specifics, but someone who like had uh, you know an all-you-can-eat buffet for lunch. And then also after that had, uh, you know, a make-your-own chili bar thing with whatever. And, like, you don't need two giant indulgences in a day. You don't need, you know, the build-your-own crepe Suzette, uh, you know, Nutella bar in the morning. And I know this isn't the mindset episode, you know, but there will be more opportunities for treats. Like the scarcity mindset. Yeah. Like you can, I work in a little treat every day. And, um, you know, because I do that, I feel like it leads to many fewer binges on my part. Yeah. And if you, uh, you know, I mean, I don't know, we have like 40,000 examples and, and tips and tricks, but like if you're going out for fast food, get the burger, don't get the fries. If you get the milkshake, don't get the fries. Like make a choice because you don't have to get, you know, the super indulgent super size on everything. If you're getting the entree, don't get the dessert. Get the appetizer, but don't get the dessert. Like make some choices because not making choices has gotten to you, gotten you where you are today. Like you don't have to make everything this, but it was free. Like I, they, the boss brought in free, yeah. you know, nacho bar or whatever. Like 
you don't have to make everything a free party. Like you are a grown up and you can make decisions about how you're going to spend your calories, just like how you spend a budget. Yes. Some other tips and tricks. Uh, this is from the Catherine Weigel bag of tricks. Oh. Um, eat off of smaller plates. That's been huge. Yeah. It's a real, it's all a mental game. Again, not the mindset episode, but this is, I believe, practical advice. Like, Catherine has purchased over the last few years all of these very nice but small plates. And when I put my food on it, it psychologically feels like I've got a lot more than if I put a little bit of food on some giant plate, then it feels like I'm depriving myself. Yeah. And if you go out, like I said, no supersizing. Get get the tall at Starbucks instead right. of the venti. Like go small because uh, you don't actually need that amount of volume for the satisfaction. And smaller spoons. Small spoons. Um, we uh, did an episode where our product of the week was these little demitasse spoons, which is just a fancy word meaning tiny spoon. And um, it, we use that to eat like our Halo Top at night. Halo Top is this lower calorie ice cream. And um, it takes longer to eat it and makes it more satisfying. And again, it's kind of a mental trick, but it works. Yeah. And like for me, honestly, looking at calorie counts on menus was really sobering. Like a an average, uh, you know, Cheesecake Factory lunch is like, 1200 to 1700 calories which is what i would do every single day yeah uh when i'd go out to work with or go to go to lunch with my work chums and deciding making conscious efforts about how much you go out to eat that you don't need to tank up every day for uh for every single meal i think is really important once you get used to your budget and how much you can allot for each meal. Like I prefer to eat a lot more in the evening. So I eat less in the daytime because yeah. I like that nighttime kind of snacking in front of the TV thing. So I uh, I eat a smaller amount for my breakfast and lunch and then save up for dinner. So making some choices. What time are you hungriest? When do you need that extra bit of kick of fuel? Yeah, that uh, has been huge for me. I mean, sometimes I know some people in the morning, they want to eat a lot of things for breakfast. They want to eat a, a bigger meal for breakfast and it keeps them satisfied longer. I discovered that that I'm the opposite. If I start eating early in the morning, then I don't want to stop. Um, so I have, you know, over time, uh, I started eating like breakfast basically as late as possible to the point where now I just skip breakfast. And this is where I know I lose a lot of people. But I'm now at a point where I, I tend not to eat anything at all in a day until about two in the afternoon. And I know that that is you know, dramatic and shocking to a lot of people. And I'm not saying you should jump right to there. But for me, I found over time that I am better able to control myself if I have more calories left for later in the day. So I wait until two o'clock to start eating. And it has really helped me. Well, and I know people too, who, uh, who have tried that given our suggestion, and then they, uh, they do not do very well with that. So all of this is about being a student. Oh, yeah, this isn't for everybody. No, but it's all about being a student of yourself. When are you at your hungriest? Are you the kind of person who wakes up hungry or are you the kind of person who isn't hungry until lunchtime? Do you need, uh, you know, for your insulin balance, do you need to eat, uh, you know, carbs for breakfast or are you fine with protein? It is an experiment. And I think being uh, one episode that we did uh, was better off fed, being flexible with your plan. 
there is no one right way, depending on the season, depend like the literal season, winter, summer, there are going to be different foods that you're interested in, whether it's hot or cold out, uh, you know, determines how much water you drink every day, uh, if you want something warm and savory or uh, light and refreshing, um, being okay with seeing this all as an experiment and moving forward and seeing what is satisfying to you, seeing what triggers you, it is still something that I'm learning now. Uh, it is it is not, you know, a one size fits all. Yeah, I change my plan all the time, even after all of this and even, even after reaching my goal weight. Um, we did a deep dive on emotional eating, uh, too. I'm segueing. Um, and uh, episode 38, uh, Let Cheese its Take the Wheel, <laughs> um, about emotional eating. And uh, I've tried to, one of the things I do is try and take the emotions out of it, try and take my decision making out of it when I'm in the moment, when I'm stressed, just realizing that I do eat when I'm stressed um, in as an excuse. And so one of the things I do is try and pre-plan my calories for the day. And I also eat on a schedule. Like I said, I don't eat anything until 2 o'clock. Then I make sure that I have a reasonable snack at 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock on a schedule so that I can't just be at any random time eating what I want. But if you want more on that, uh, check out episode 38 of this show. Yeah, and I don't know how many more uh, tips and tricks Donald has. How many more tips and tricks do you have? I think one. One? You want to give your final tip and then I'll I'll bring it on home? You're going to bring it on home. Just one other thing, um, you know, all of this, we we did brush on this, but we've got an episode 35, You Can't Fight Math. And um, I understand the, the notion to be like, this isn't fair. I shouldn't have to track my calories. I shouldn't have to, you know, go through all of this work, but... Whether you want to or not, whether you you feel like, you know, things are fair or not, like the math is the math. Like whether you count calories that you're eating or not, your body is still... I'm not pre- going to track that. You're right. I'm not going to track that. I'm not going to count it. Well, your body still is going to feel the effects of it. Um, so episode 35, you can't fight math if you want to deep dive into that subject. Yeah, because all of this is about being honest with yourself, honest about your excuses, which we talked about in uh, in the last episode, being honest about what triggers you, what satisfies you, and not looking at at it as being fair or unfair, but just math is really critical. And I think on a final point, which I would like to punctuate, is uh, there is no perfect time. There is not a point in your life where suddenly the world is going to slow down, your job is going to slow down, your family stresses are going to slow down, where suddenly it's the perfect season, the perfect day, um, you know, when the kids are out of school, when you finally have finished your degree, when uh, work settles down, when family stress settles down. None of that is going, life is not going to stop to make the perfect red carpet experience for you tracking your calories and for practicing self-care. Your family is going to take as much as you give them. Your work is going to take as much as you give them. Yep. And I use that as an excuse for decades because I didn't think I had the time or the energy or I didn't have the perfect plan or I didn't, I couldn't afford a gym. I couldn't afford a trainer, couldn't afford a meal plan. Um, 
We, uh, we have an episode 33, which is uh, 365 surprises. You are going to be hit with Taco Tuesdays. You're going to be hit with Bagel Fridays. You're going to be hit with work banquets. You're going to be hit with travel. Family's going to come to town. Friends are going to come to town. The pipe is going to break, and you're going to have to call the plumber, and you're going to get a flat tire, and woe is me. That is going to keep happening, and life isn't about the simple plan with the simple job and the simple, you know, like... Uh, heat and serve meal 24-7 that's going to get you to a goal weight. Your goal weight is going to happen despite all of the stresses of life that are going to keep coming your way. We are not losing weight in a vacuum. We are losing weight and practicing self-care despite despite the BS that comes our way every whoa, day. Whoa, whoa, watch your language. Whoa, <laughs> Should I re-record? No. Okay. (laughs) That was a joke. Um, You said BS. (laughs) I had a teacher in, in, what was it, 10th grade. Uh, I wrote a paper and he wrote on it BS. And I was like, it's not BS. And he's like, no, I mean, be specific. And I'm like, Uh, really, Mr. (laughs) Mr. Fletcher, really be specific? I think he was calling me out. But life is going to keep coming And stress is going to keep coming. And this isn't about um, the perfect everything. This is about eating food you actually like, food that meets your current lifestyle, not some perfect version of yourself that has no uh, encumbrances and no stresses. This is about doing the work anyway. Donald works a crazy, super long work schedule with a banquet of food at his beck and call. All the time, um, free food, be- free all day. beignet available. trucks, people throwing yeah. beignets into the crowd. Yeah, that actually that happened. One of the actors bought us a beignet truck last week. Um, Like, and to keep going, despite the free food at work, despite the candy bowl at work, despite driving past the 7-Eleven every day, despite uh, McDonald's indulgences and your kids' food, this is about taking responsibility for yourself and making a better life for yourself and pushing past every impulse to self-soothe with food. Um, If we can do it, you can do it. If Donald, at his wizened age can start liking coffee yeah anything is possible yeah the universe is open to us at at this late stage of the game uh you know my wizened old (laughs) decrepit age (laughs) i just wanted to use the word wizened (laughs) yeah no it's good um if i'm able to do this then really anybody can like i am an emotional eater i am a compulsive eater i have many eating disorders same and i was able to get this together you can too and i know that you can and this isn't about being perfect this isn't about flubbing and then starting next month or next season or when school gets out. This is about every day making a choice to be better than the day before, to stop and make choices before you put food in your mouth, tracking your calories, deciding how you're going to spend your budget every day, imperfectly, but making better choices to point you in the right direction, to point you in the direction of better fitting clothes, reduced your diabetes numbers, and better mobility. There's so many positives. Um, so, Speaking of making better choices, thank you for making the better choice for listening to this episode. If you are still listening, 
Kudos this is, to you. This is our this is our longest episode. This is like the Gandhi episode where they actually have an intermission in the middle of the episode. Yeah, this has easily become our longest episode. So thank you for sticking with us. But we had a lot to say about this, and uh, we really appreciate every single one of you. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you for leaving reviews on iTunes. That really helps us out. Um, if you could take a moment to go to iTunes, even if that's not your uh, your method of listening to this, and just. Uh, rate us and give us a quick review. That really helps us out. We're just about to hit 200 reviews. Are you going to be the 200th? Yeah, no, you want to be. You. It could be you. Um, so please do that. Um, subscribe to us wherever you found this. And uh, you can also visit us on our website, uh, weonlylookthin.com. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter at weonlylookthin. Uh, you can email us uh, if you have some uh, questions. We uh, we always reply, uh, weonlylookthin at gmail.com. We received a great uh, email recently from uh, from a fun listener who said we are fun and classy. Wow. <laughs> Fun, yes. Classy, no. I don't know. I think aside from saying BS, uh, be specific a, f- a few minutes ago, I don't. we're a classy, family-friendly show. Uh, family-friendly, sure. Classy, I don't get. <laughs> Whatever. If you think we're classy, let us know. Uh, and thank you for, for trusting us with your journey. This can be, you know, one of the reasons we, we started this was because we wanted to stay on track. But the idea that we can help other people uh, not see this as such a freaking bummer. Yeah. Like, ooh, I said, man, I am just dropping the bombs. I know, I know. Friggin' and BS in the same episode. Oh, my heck. iTunes is going to take away our family-friendly label. Yeah, two Fs. Yeah. But that's not what the Fs are for. Uh, but uh, but thank you so much for listening and, and for, for following us. Uh, along on this journey because it really doesn't end and just be kind to yourself and 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 make yourself proud by making some some choices that you can you can just be be satisfied with so if you're still trying to figure out a calorie deficit versus a calorie surplus just remember that donald and i are an inspiration asian The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program.